your car's license plate could be the next thing uh, to go digital. They're exploring this in California, so it's probably not going to hit New Zealand just yet. But I suppose it um, might help in terms of uh, some of the security issues around license plates being stolen and vehicles being stolen. Our tech expert, Paul Stenhouse, has the details. Kia ora, Paul. Why are they considering doing this? How would it work? Good morning, Jack. Well, and first of all, if there's something that's not digital, there's a great business opportunity in making it digital, <laughs> isn't there? Yeah, everything. <laughs> that's the, that's yeah. the uh, pessimistic view, I guess you would say. But no, I think there's some really interesting reasons why this could be. And I think one of the uh, the main reasons is that in the United States, it's a little bit different to New Zealand. When you buy or get a new car, your license plate actually follows you. So in New Zealand, you sell your car and you leave the plates on and you give it to the next person. You've got to take them off, move them. So that's one reason why people might like the idea of a digital plate, the very basic version, I guess. Second one is that if you can imagine a, a future where this catches on, you could actually get the license plates to be built into your next car. Wow. So when you've got your yeah. slick Tesla with its beautiful curved lines and its <laughs> whatever, whatevers, yeah. you know, you don't have to then slap an ugly-ass uh, number plate on the back of it that ruins the entire aesthetic that some poor designer um, did not really account for. So, but so to be clear, <laughs> sorry, so just to go back to your first point here, in the US, you have a license plate for life. So you, you get different cars and you stay with the same license plate. Yeah, I think they update. Well, like if you move to a different state, you'd have to get a new license plate because they're I issued by the state. I did not know this. Yeah. Um, recently purchased a car and still don't have proper license plates because yeah. welcome to COVID. Um, but yeah, no. so you get those plates and if you were moving to another car, you take your plates off and you move them. I had no um, idea. How interesting. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. It was a very weird concept to wrap my head around. I well, I suppose it. it's no weirder than, than leaving license plates with a car, is it? Yeah, but then they're tied to your identity, which is a bit strange, isn't it? In is New it? Zealand, you get a new car, you get a new identity with that car almost. Yeah. Where otherwise, it's like, I know where Jack Tame is because I can see Jack Tame's license plate. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's interesting. Um, Sorry, anyway. Yeah, no, but the other reason why interesting for being digital is that can you imagine driving down the road and seeing a message on the front and back of a car saying, I'm stolen? That yeah, could be quite that, fun wow. too, couldn't it? Like, yeah. hey, police officer, I think you need to stop this vehicle because it currently is stolen. So, look, they're investigating it. They've been working on this since 2009 or something, I right. think. So it's it's going to be – it's. It's going to be a long time before I think we're buying Teslas with, you know, built-in digital num uh, number plates. But still interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Okay, that's fascinating. I, I, it'll be really interesting to see if that um, comes about. Now, Apple's self-designed processor is blazing fast. What does that mean for those of us who <laughs> can't resist a little bit of Apple tech? Yeah. So this is the very next chapter of Apple, basically. So they... In their computers, they used to use chips like processors, microprocessors made by other companies. Right. And with the iPhone and the iPad, they started making their own chips. Um, and they've been very performant and they've been great. And um, what they've now decided to do is to start making the first thing is a laptop mm -hmm. with this new chip in it. Now, obviously, the process of making your own microprocessor and making your own chip is rather sophisticated and takes a lot of time and R&D, and that's why it's usually outsourced. But Apple's had huge success at doing this, and this new chip, they're calling it the M1 chip, is 
absolutely just blowing all of their old chips that they've been using out of the out of the water. So if you take a fully tricked out at the moment six thousand dollar MacBook Pro using the older chip, mm. right? You can now buy a laptop worth like a thousand dollars using the new chip. It runs cooler. It uses less battery, and is like way more performant than the $6,000 tricked-out MacBook Pro. So this is like a big step up. Now, here's the challenge. This new chip, I think we've talked about this before. Apple's whole vision is that if you have an iPhone app or an iPad app, you could run that on any of your devices. You can kind of take everything everywhere. It's like this big Apple ecosystem. So this new chip is the first step towards making that dream a reality too. So... If you're a real computer nerd, maybe you want to go out and get one of these new laptops, but mm. some of your other software won't be running what they call natively on that computer. They'll have to run in what's like an emulator, like a, a processor to trying to pretend that it's like the old version. And so you won't be seeing all those same kind of performance aspects. Ah, but right. give, it a, give it a couple of years, wait for all your favorite software packages, your Words, your Adobe's, your, you know, whatever you use at work. Um, to to get over to this new M1 chip, and then you'll really start to see the benefits. So now it's really just for the geeks yeah. and the developers. And that's but why we get you on, Paul. Huge potential. <laughs> it's always about the potential. Yeah, yeah, right. It always feels like there's just another reason to upgrade things, though, eh? You know, you know I'm always like, oh, no, we're there, we're good. I'm kind of sort of for everything, you know. I have every sort of level of performance I need, and then Apple's like, well, hang on just a second. <laughs> yeah. This uh, is look, 40% honest, faster. You, yeah. Like, you know, I, I bought a new laptop... Uh, last year, year before, mm. whatever it was. I mean, you're, you're going to be good to have that for the next couple of years. I yeah. don't think there's any drastic need to get this. But, you know, the yeah. geek, the, those of us who like spending money on somewhat pointless <laughs> technology gadgets, we jump at the chance, don't yeah, we? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, fair enough. We're doing yin and yang this morning, Paul. We're talking to you about this stuff now, all of the, you know, new techie stuff that you might want to buy for Christmas. And then after, te- uh, after 11 o'clock, we're going to have some um, slightly greener gift options for people who are looking for a less consumer-focused Christmas. Thank you so much.